2: And now
3: it's time for Inside Conan,
2: Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Welcome
3: to Inside Conan, colon, an important Hollywood podcast. I'm Mike Sweeney. I'm Jesse Gaskell.
2: We're writers here at The Conan Show. And we're, uh, once again, we're back to show you behind the scenes here at The Conan. Experience. Yes,
3: the Conan experience. It's an experience. The four dimensional ride that is Conan. Mm-hmm. We just went live on TeamCoco.com with 25 years of Conan remotes.
2: Yes, that's uh, 350 remotes. It's, it's starting in 1993 right up to the present.
3: Yeah, and the remotes are, I think, some of people's favorite things that yes. the show has even ever done.
2: Yeah, and so many of these have not seen the light of day. Since the internet was invented, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and there's some great, great, uh, funny pieces to discover online. Yeah, at Team Coco.
3: Um, and we have a former Conan writer on this week to talk to us yes. about some of his favorites.
2: Yes, Andy and Blitz. Andy Blitz, very funny comedian, and he was a writer on the old Late Night Show, and he's gone on to uh, be a prolific writer a on stuff. other shows. He was on Master, wrote on Master of None. Yeah, and uh, Review with Andy Daly, and we're very excited to have him here. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot
3: of good stories.
2: Yes, he does.
3: Um, and. Fun pranks he pulled.
2: Oh, Andy. Uh, what a
3: prankster. Uh, and then coming up a little later, we are going to atone for...
2: A sin. A sin. We uh, committed an episode two.
3: Five episodes in, and we're already apologizing. Yes,
2: we're already backtracking and backfilling.
3: And so we have our groveling. fellow writer, Jose Arroyo, coming yes. on to clear his good name. Yes. Um, and then we're going to answer a few more listener questions. Yeah. Because those have been fun to get, mm-hmm. so uh, let's get right into our interview with Andy Blitz.
2: Here's Andy. We're here with Andy Blitz or Andrew Andy. Oh, uh, uh, I should uh, know this by now, right? Because I've known you for many, many years. I have research check on it, but uh, maybe let's a- go.
4: It was a thing when um, I, I had to choose for the credits for my first episode. Oh myself. yeah,
3: what's on your IMDb? and it was Andrew.
4: It was. I'm asking. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought it was Andy. I Andrew. think it was Andy. Okay. But it was very stressful because I knew yeah. it would stick. And your yeah. parents? Had, do your parents? What only, do your parents call you? Only Andrew Blitz. Mm. They call me Blitz sometimes. Your pa- <laughs> me. No, my parents call me Andrew. Uh-huh. And then uh, family calls me Andrew and friends call me Blitz mostly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The last name thing. I get that too. This is Andrew Blitz slash Andy Blitz slash Blitz. Blitz Andy Blitz. A writer on late night uh for many years. Yeah. And oh. story writer, writer on many, 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 many shows. And a uh, hilarious stand up comic. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. And do I have to introduce you as well? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well no. no. Mike is we're Kelsey.
3: nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all
4: about you, Andy.
3: I ran into you at a bar this weekend, mm.
4: Andy. Yeah
3: so that sort of precipitated this. Yeah.
4: This was fate because I never, I
2: never really leave home. No. Me neither. Uh, We were both
3: there and we were both like, I've never been out on a Saturday night before.
2: Yeah. We're recording this in Andy's bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's the only way we could get them to do it. It's weird, but I had to agree that
4: for all future episodes are also going to be recorded in my bathroom. Yeah. That's reasonable. That's
2: fine. <laughs> I I we we had to check it out first, but I we're totally cool with this bathroom. I like yeah. the echo. Yeah. So you guys saw each other in a bar? We were in a bar. We
3: did. We both yeah. were I think a little embarrassed to be there, but hmm. it worked out. I it's, mean not really. It was a cool it was a cool scene and yeah. I'm always I feel uncomfortable when people around me look very cool.
4: I couldn't believe that the the amount of people that were there. I thought everybody was I thought nobody likes to go out, but then I guess bars would go out of business.
2: Probably. Is this bar one of our sponsors? Do we have any bar (laughs) sponsors? Yeah.
3: Zebulon was the bar?
2: Zebulon was the bar. (laughs) It's called Zebulon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're really glad you're here. Yeah. Me too.
3: Well, and it's sort of it. It's the perfect opportunity for us to uh to chat with you because Conan just released twenty-five years of remotes on
2: all the field pieces. Teamcoco.com came out yeah. very recently. And yeah. they're all they're all, they're all, they're, all, they're all there. There's over three hundred fifty, I think, of them. Yeah. Is that is every remote that was ever done? Every remote mostly oh <laughs> sorry no that's fine <laughs> uh, yeah the, the that period where um yeah james lipton he hosted the show for a neverland while. yeah those have all been deep six i did a bit with james lipton yeah
4: oh. we get jumping right into stories man, sure. man name drop i was worried i had anxiety that i wouldn't remember because uh, I'm, I'm always afraid oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna remember that. my past yeah. right and then you're gonna mention like name a single character that you did on the show, <laughs> right? Right. And then I'm I'm gonna struggle to come up with one. <laughs> and then you prove gonna,
3: that you were on the show. You're
4: gonna get suspicious. You're gonna check IMDb <laughs> and find that I
2: did not, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> right but then you're right reading. The show. You were reading James Lipton's memoir, and he mentioned, <laughs> he, <the bit>. and, <laughs> and, and it totally refreshed it, your recollection. There's a whole chapter. Yeah. I, it was a New year's countdown, yes, and I had him um we would every year we would do a big be, because we we came on at midnight in the Midwest right so we would do a central time zone countdown in the middle of the show right oh. it was exactly
4: 1130 central time exactly <laughs> and so every New Year's Eve right and I had James Lipton dressed as a different character
2: for right. each number. That was fantastic. Yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. And that, that was one of those things. Sometimes writers make something and then, then they, they cook something up with a pre-tape in that, or in the edit room and show the first time they show it to the writers, everyone loves it so much. We just keep watching it over and over again. <laughs> we watch it like 10 <laughs> times in a row. Yeah. But that was great. And he, um, he,
4: I had him dress as Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I just missed, he just changed out of his Batman costume and was going to change into the, he was in a, I can't remember. It was like in a more reasonable costume, like a cowboy or something. You wanted a photo with him as Batman? Well, he ran in, Hillary Clinton was doing it. She was a Senator oh, at that point, And she ran, she was doing the interview, alive live at five across the hall from yeah. us. And James Lipton knew her. Of course. And I was like, I just missed making James Lipton run into Hillary Clinton uh, while he was wearing oh, a Batman oh. costume.
2: But he did
0: run
4: into her, her as a cowboy. The he course was a cowboy or something. Uh, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. She whether uh, 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 have yeah. decided to retire from politics yeah. after that. <laughs> or
2: have a different running mate, James. <laughs> <went>. <laughs> wow. Pat Wepton. Uh, w- then we used him. We started using him a lot in sketches. And he'd always come in with. He goes, I like the script, but. I just had some idea, and he'd start oh. pitching ideas, and you'd be like, "Oh yes, that's we could do that." And he'd be like, uh, <laughs> "Once again, you're not going to take a word of my advice, are you?" And he was briefly the head writer between Groff and you. Exactly. Yes, he <laughs> hired like, me. <laughs> he was that good. He was fun, though. He was always great <clears> to have around. Yeah. Uh, so you did it. That way. you did a sketch with James Lipton, and you did a lot of remotes. I did a lot, a lot of emotes. Yeah. You uh, actually starred, starred in, in emotes, yeah. which is uh, yeah. unusual, I think. I
3: know. I don't think he's ever let a writer do that since you.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I love the positive. <laughs> what that yeah. way? Because no one could
4: follow. No okay. one could follow. It was, so, who knows? No way. Um, no, I really appreciated. it. That was very
2: nice of, of yeah. him to to let me be in the pieces. You was the first one you were in? I guess obviously you started out by being in a remote with Conan. I'm guessing. Am I yes. wrong? I don't remember the chronology. Probably the, the apartment one was. Yes, good. I would guess. Which is really you funny. and
3: Conan hunted for an apartment for you.
2: Exactly right. With a, a very nice and long suffering uh, realtor. She's great. Yes. She yes. was a, a good foil for you too. She was good
3: sport. Mm-hmm.
2: She was perfect. Right. <laughs> Oh, and and then you two shot. Her. Oh boy, I am just remembering this now. Oh, uh, oh, you two Sh- shot a remote that, that was probably aired. the second oh. one. Yep, which was getting you dressed for the Emmy Awards. Conan uh-huh. was going to
4: help me get ready for the Emmys, right? And so we shot about half half of the remote, maybe.
1: Uh-oh.
4: <laughs> oh, you didn't finish it. I don't think we finished it. I okay. think no, maybe we shot more than half, but we all right. But we shot it on September tenth, two thousand one. Uh huh.
3: I think I know where this is going. <laughs>
4: Do you? <laughs> 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 we were not nominated for an Emmy. Oh, so that was, was tr- unexpected tragedy. tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Conan was helping me. We went to get me fitted for a tuxedo. Maybe got like a manicure, pedicure, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I told Conan I used to have more. I had a phobia flying, which was another. Went to That's another right. Remote.
3: You took a taxi. But I
4: told Conan it's a real, a real phobia. And I told, oh, I didn't know. I I didn't remember that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't so like I. People right. have pointed out that I then went to India, right. and obviously <laughs> did not right. drive to India. Right. So they busted me. I'm a considered a yeah. fraud. <laughs> in uh, among the remote fans. <laughs> On Reddit. Mm. Yeah. Reddit. There's a whole thing. Andy Blitz is a fraud. <laughs> a whole, a whole lot of reasons. He takes mass transit. But I told Conan I was. Nervous about flying. And he said, don't worry, nothing ever happens on those cross-country flights. And the next day was 9-11. That's true. That's a completely true story. (laughs) That's a real quote.
2: Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay.
4: So the the Emmy remote,
3: were the Emmys that night or no? No, the Emmys were
4: going to be um, Mm -hmm. that that weekend. That weekend.
3: Did they actually happen? They did did a month later. Yes. But
4: first... I, so I was going to go in early to watch the um, the footage and figure out what else we had to shoot.
3: Right. You were going to go to downtown.
4: Uh, I was going to, yes, we were going to shoot. Yes. From, um, I did, when I got there, there was like news people and somebody said like, uh, I was just saying yesterday, it was like a slow news time or something like that. So in my brain, I was just thinking about my remote in my... Uh, in the back of my brain, I was like, "That's a weird thing to say unless something has happened." Yeah. Did that make sense? That was not. That didn't make sense. But so did uh, you
3: think that maybe word had gotten out it? about the remote?
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there was um, there was a big uh, question: is it is it acceptable or not to air this remote yeah. in the general public? I think the, the
2: news was covering mm. that. Mm-hmm. So it was never edited. So it's just raw. F- that I don't know what long happened. Gone, yeah. Long yeah. gone. Huh. And, well, you used to do something different every year for the Emmys, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's right. You you were a bit of a prankster. Oh, you dated
3: a prank.
4: Yeah. We would go for a while and we would
2: always lose. We'd always lose. We lost every uh. year. But I, I feel we... We you, lost with real style. And at, one, at
1: some point,
2: we won one year, okay. yes. But this is pre. But this is before that, yes. Okay. And uh, nominated, but but always
4: losing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one that really uh, got it perfect was I flew out to uh, L.A. Thank you, L.A. Where NBC. we are now. Yes, right. mm-hmm. we were in New York, so they would fly us to L.A. and put us up. Right. And I brought my. Girlfriend at the time, and we um, we came out, and then when everyone we, we would all meet in front of the hotel and share
2: limos, right, to go to the ceremony. NBC would spring for limos. Yes, they were very very generous.
3: You didn't each get you, your there own. there would be
2: like four riders and their mm-hmm. significant others, mm-hmm. four or five in each limo, right,
4: and then but everybody would be gathered because the, the limos would all mostly pick people up from the same place, right. And so people just noticed, uh, oh, that looks like Andy Blitz and his girlfriend mm-hmm. a little bit. And then they just came up and started chatting with everyone. And I think maybe Sweeney, I understand that you put it together. Oh. <laughs> That's what I heard in the report. So it was, we hired lookalikes. Oh
3: my God.
4: Yeah. So How it was- How did you find these people? It was a friend of my brother's who didn't even look uh, that much like me, but yeah. he had he had kind of long hair right? and I don't really have hair at all. So we made him shave his head
0: mm-hmm.
4: and then he's- I didn't know that. You he, made him shave his head. made him shave his head and his beard was a little whiter. So we dyed his beard. So he was unemployed. He <laughs> truly had nothing going on. He, uh, yeah. I can't remember if I paid him or promised to pay him. Something happened. <laughs> And he brought his wife, okay, um, who wore a uh, a red wig to resemble the red hair. Of my girlfriend. Of your girlfriend, okay. yes. And he, but she had a, his wife had a Russian accent, which my actual
2: girlfriend did not. <laughs> right. That's but, that's the only way we knew something was amiss. Yes. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> very minute. And I, ga- I gave them
4: photos of everybody on staff who would so be there in the limo and their backstories. Oh, and things to talk great. to them about. Right. And so they just would they would resume a conversation
2: right from the airplane yeah or so, from the office right so they got in the limo yeah and everyone's just like oh you know what fuck you blitz <laughs> God damn it. no it was very funny at first but yeah then, well, at
3: what point did people figure it out
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is, guy is too funny <laughs> this guy's funnier than he. He the great thing was he came out of he came out both barrels blazing like he's like hey my like he looked at me he's like Mike how I you know I never yeah, saw this yeah. guy ever and and he knew he, he you had taught him <laughs> little specific private things about each person right that only you would know right and and that people would not necessarily be happy that yes. they shared with a complete stranger exactly <laughs> so he he did one round really well and then. You know, it's like a 45-minute a yeah. limo ride. And like six minutes into the ride, he was out of gas. He was just like, uh, so guys, <laughs> the Yemmies, huh? And we're just like, yeah. But they they had strict
4: instructions to insist that they were us. Yes, they, he wouldn't break character. And if anybody was to ask them, right, like, where did Andy find you? He'd be like, where oh. did I find my? Right, exactly. What are you talking yeah. about? I don't understand I'm you. Andy. A mirror, yeah. yeah. But so, he, did you
3: not go to the Emmys then, or did you eventually?
4: No, we drove. Uh, you didn't go. We drove to the beach. We uh, drove to right. had dinner in Malibu, right. uh-huh. and it was that the, the most
2: most fun I ever had on <laughs> Emmys night. So, you to clarify, you did win the Emmys that year by not going. Very I did win summer. by not going, and going yeah. to the beach. Yeah, you you pulled a stunt once when we moved to LA. It was Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, okay, and um. I was about to do watch you remember the game. What he's about to. I say. do, yeah. Oh, okay. About to watch a game with my wife and uh, my younger son. My older son wasn't home, and the doorbell rang literally uh, during the national anthem. And I went and opened the front door, and Andy was there with a a bag of kettle corn. And you're like, "Hey, man, I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Um, Super Bowl party, <laughs> hey, right? Yeah. It was the the first I knew you were dropping by. So <laughs> right. It was
3: just your family and Andy. It
2: was my wife, my son. uh... And and Andy, and I I knew you were doing a bit because of your history, but and and so I didn't want to let on to you. I didn't want to blink. So I'm like, yeah, come on in, man. We were expecting you to have a seat, and we're watching the Super Bowl. And, and you you know like I, I think I pulled my wife. I well Cynthia knows. Yeah, did you. she give you the uh... no? She knew, She just knew, she <laughs> yeah. literally knew. Oh, you were you're doing a blitz. So. Yeah. My younger son is still in blitz. I mean, he, he was Oh, a little he was bewildered. confused. Yeah, so how
3: long con- did you stay I mean, there, Andy, for the entire game? So I refused
2: to blink. So,
4: yeah. Stayed there for the whole game. I refused to blink as You're well. You're right.
3: I Which thought- begs the question, what is the difference between a bit and actually... You guys just watching the Super Bowl together.
2: Well, it turned into a really wonderful... <laughs> Civilization started as a bit. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to put these little things from the trees in the ground.
3: It'll be hilarious. Yeah.
2: It's true. We ended up just having a wonderful time watching the game. Packers-Steelers. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. I, do. I don't think Cynthia enjoyed that bit, but um, <laughs> I think she enjoyed it. This is
4: a whole, this is a whole series of, of bits I did that were not necessarily appreciated. <laughs> do they all
3: involve people. you coming over and being fed at their house?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got chili. I, I, oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay, I owe you for that. Well, that's today's and practical jokes and bloopers. <laughs> I'm a real cloney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so so remote. So then you did the one where you looked at a you looked at apartments with Conan, right? And then there was the one in Toronto. Did you
3: get an apartment from that remote? Or oh,
2: that's a good question. Um,
4: I don't remember how I got my current apartment. But oh, you're
3: still in that apartment?
4: I'm I'm in the apartment that um, was in the remote where Conan had to uh, help me decorate it. Oh, yes. Conan helped me decorate my apartment. That's where I live. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't really have more furniture than I did <laughs> at that time.
3: So we need to do another remote where Conan redecorates.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That was a while ago. I, that was a while ago. That's that's pretty...
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: do, and you, that, you don't have any... Sweeney any... got sad. That's what I, his, <laughs> his silence was. That's a long time to not buy furniture. Well, it's New York City. You don't give up an apartment. Yeah. yeah. That would true. be crazy. Yeah, it would. Yeah. And it's in a great neighborhood. Is
3: it rent controlled?
2: I don't remember. Um, yeah. I guess I should pay, right? Probably. <laughs> oh, you, boy. What else? Uh, Dudes a plenty. Dudes oh, a plenty. Yeah. I did that. Dudes a plenty hu- is a huge fan favorite, mm-hmm. and I you don't people don't know that that one, uh, I think more so than than most, a lot of robots was more driven uh, by a particular writer, which in this case was you. Yeah. There's tons of ad libs in it, but there are also a lot of touches that, that you came up with beforehand, which is great. Yes. Thank you.
4: I recently found, um, an outline, maybe it was like after American Idol was happening or something. I found an outline for that bit Mm -hmm. that I had written and, um, it was because maybe it was around the time of these competition shows with American Idol starting or something it was gonna be. There was this piece that I don't even know if it's it's online or not. I know dudes of plenty is online, right? There was a thing that they narrowed it down from maybe six billion was maybe the world population back then. This there was a, bil- <laughs> a billion less people, right? Wow. And there's a billion more people to enjoy that remote, <laughs> and yet the same yeah. apartment. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, and then they were uh, eliminating uh, just the first two people that were. Played by me and Doug Stoley. and then it was like to form a boy band, making the band. Maybe that was a that was a yes. show. Making the band. Oh, that's probably mm-hmm. it. so. Was uh, Conan got down to his five boy band, and then it was going to keep going, and I was going to have him pick um, like a favorite band member from that boy band, and then a favorite body part of that <laughs> person. So it was just going to be like the winner was just going to be more
3: the, eliminations.
4: The torso. Of <laughs> one <of> the singers. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was um, Dudes of Plenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We wrote the song
2: before Yeah. I wrote those beautiful lyrics. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they came out and performed it live mm-hmm. after the moat, yeah, which with was great.
3: Choreography. Yes.
2: Did you co write that with Vivino? Uh, Jimmy Vivino. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's still the music
4: director on the show? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote... Uh, yes. And then we did a follow-up to Dudes of Plenty where we made a video.
3: A music video. Oh, right. Yeah.
4: yeah. So the two songs, Baby, I Wish You Were My Baby. Right. Is the first <laughs> song. And then Awesome Girl is the second song. <laughs> and the uh, Colton Dunn is in the group. Okay. That's now, right. Now on uh, Superstore. Yeah.
3: Oh,
2: that's fantastic. Yeah.
3: Thought I recognized
2: him. We had a lot of... Uh, people may kind of start out in sketches on on the old yeah. late night show, you, right? And it's I, sort
3: of like Law and Order, where exactly. it's, it's everyone in New York exactly.
2: Yeah. Point. Do I do, th- do I do the police procedural or corn of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my agent, weigh in. Yeah. Well, uh, the other remotes we did, we did. I did. I took a cab to uh,
4: Toronto. Right.
3: Oh yeah, because of your fear of flying. My fear
2: right. of flying, and we were doing a week of shows in Toronto. Ooh. Yeah, that, And so the, the bit was one of our riders didn't want to fly with everyone else. He went out and, well, here's how he went. And then it was literally you going outside Rockefeller Center. You see the marquee, you go out, get a cab. Yeah, I was hailing cabs and actually. And you did that well, in real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was. Yeah.
3: People, I think, often wonder when they see stuff like that, that how, how real it is. And if you already had a cab driver booked for it, no. did you, so yeah. you just had to. Keep going until you right. found someone who was willing.
4: Yeah, we annoyed a lot of people. That sure, were, that yeah. were struggling to to make a living, and, right. and feed their
2: families, pay their lease for the day, and yeah. you're, you're saying, take me to Toronto. Yeah. How many? How then, many? False. Uh, how, how many misses did you get before you got a guy who's like, sure, get in the back. 4,890.
4: <laughs> it's like, a now you're thinking of the uh, the slip nuts. That was that was the role. There were more rejections for people to sing cover the Slipknot song. Oh
2: my gosh, I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Oh have yeah. You, have you ever told that story? I'm I don't sh- know, but Cause, it was because uh, Slipknots is another big fan favorite. Yeah. yeah. And I forgot this piece you did where you were working on a, a cover album, a cover of all the Slipknots greatest, right, hits, of all the greatest, hits. <laughs> which was
4: all slipping on right, nuts. right, <laughs> and. The first person we asked to do it was Steve Winwood, uh, <laughs> and he said yes. Wow! And I was like, "Wow, that's amazing." for Steve, me here, and it was it was all... it was the first time I heard like <laughs> actually amazingly talented musicians and the kind of legend singing the Slipknot right. song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's incredible. And then the second person we asked was Patty Smith. Right. <laughs> and she said yes. What? Right. And then I was just like summoned to like Patty Smith's dressing room. And it was just me and her and her acoustic guitar. And she played me her arrangement of the Slipknot song. It was like, I was losing my mind. Yeah. I, I could not believe like what was happening. And it was, it was like beautiful. It was actually like a beautiful uh-huh. version of the song. hmm and she's Patti Smith. I mean yes. yeah. she's amazing. But in my head, I'm like, Steve Winwood and Patti Smith, batting a thousand, sure. I'm like, who won't do this? Yeah. yeah. Let's ask Paul
3: McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, at that point I did get ambitious. So right. like <clears throat> there was this what, is part you, not, this you is the part two, I remember. <laughs>
2: you two did like a whole show or something. They did like a that. whole show. Yeah.
3: You two, the band you two. The
2: band you two did um they did interviews. And they played, I think, four songs. And Wow. We we did a, the whole show was dedicated to you two. Yeah. yeah. And they were playing
4: Madison Square Garden for a few nights. Right. So they were probably that. So they had time to kill. Yeah. They were <laughs> in New York. I wanted Looking them for stuff to do. To do it live mm-hmm. on stage, the Flipknot song for their crowd. Uh, um and <laughs> I think I, I badgered
2: Jim Pitt Jim into Pitt. pitching that to them. He was our musical yeah. uh, mm-hmm. booker. He, he would book. Uh, Wait, are you serious that you actually pitched the idea of them performing it live during G-Madison one of their Square shows Garden. at Madison Square Garden? I, yeah. Just admit just it, admitted it and didn't say it.
4: Yes, but I was, I had also, I. that's one of my opening negotiation. Sure, you were willing. I was willing to you have them fallbacks. do a studio version. Oh, see. yeah, see. Yeah, that's I very have, smart. If they had said that, I wasn't going to walk away. Right, right, right. Good, <laughs> you know? good, good. good, good. Uh, but they wouldn't do I that. I thought you'd gotten crazy. And then the tables just started to turn. <laughs> yeah. And wow. I was like, okay, we got one no. Right. Yeah. And
2: then, um, do you think you two like reached out to maybe? <laughs> yeah, what? I've got to warn you, yeah, about being asked to do the Slipknot song. And you, it would have been an
4: interesting montage of people rejecting me, yeah, when I would go. I asked Billy Joel to do it, uh,
3: mm-hmm. also at Madison Square
4: Garden. <laughs> at that point, I think I was in, in retreat, and I was just like, wherever you can record it at home. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't quite uh, following. He didn't. The bit wasn't right. a fan. Yeah, and it didn't then, compute for him. Yeah, and I think he politely declined. Right. Dolly Parton said no. Ugh. The sweetest. She was. It was like so nice. She. She was just like, I'm sorry, I don't understand this. So, so you <laughs> pitched maybe to, it, maybe, to her in person. I think that might have been Stack. Stack might have gone to Dolly oh, Parton. Uh, uh, you, hired, you hired. You hired Stack to play you <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. go pitch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she wouldn't. uh she wouldn't hear any. She wouldn't hear a pitch from anyone except for
2: Slipknot Andy. I, there was a bit I always wanted to do, which was re, we were going to reunite. I, I was going to do it with the this other writer, Greg Cohen. We were going to reunite a really famous comedy duo, uh-huh. and it was David Bowie <laughs> used to do comedy with Earl Weaver the manager of the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. <laughs> and, and the pitch was to literally get them together yeah. and do a comedy routine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it never- And Earl said no. Exactly. Well, you, you start with Earl. No. Uh, yeah, never, never Bowie. I was always told Bowie, the answer was Bowie's not in performance mode right now, oh. which I thought was a great mm-hmm. answer. Yeah. Like if he was in performance mode, he'd consider it. Well, so wow. what was the culmination of the, the covers, the, uh, the cover yeah. band? How did it all eventually? Pop- I mean, it was a whole, like, I, I, I pitched to Neil Young
4: and he right. just, mm-hmm. he just stared at me right. and was just like, thought slip nuts were a real kind of nut <laughs> and just like, like didn't want to, like, clearly he wasn't interested and I just want to say like, I'm so sorry I bothered you. Right. Um. But he was like, "No, what's a slipnut?" You know. And uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, it's just like, but it's like a peanut, or so like." Oh, uh, uh, well, he was just—he was just uh-huh. messing was, with me. Yeah, maybe? He's um, he was messing. And then uh, who else? There was a lot of other no's. and then I was worried. Uh, but then, but then we had a breakthrough. And then we, well, uh, slowbos. Also, the lobos, turned it around. Oh, great, yeah. And,
1: yeah.
4: Did
2: they do it in Espanol? Yeah, Espanol. Oh,
4: that's perfect. Oh, And then um, a Coldplay, uh, I asked to do it, and uh, Chris Martin and could not have been nicer, like agreed to do the bit before even knowing what slip notes were. He's just like, whatever you want me to sing, what? you seem cool. And uh, he, he was just super nice about it. Um, but you should have had him go to Neil Young after that. Yeah. Got him to yeah. do a duet. Or Earl Weaver, Chris Martin. <laughs> no, <that's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> well, actually, then he did. Um, the thing about it was because Coldplay, understandably, was more interested in their own song and rehearsing that. Mm. Chris Martin had forgotten to tell the rest of Coldplay. Uh-oh. That he oh. had sp- spoken to me and, and agreed mm-hmm. to do this bit. And he told them, like, "Oh, he's like, oh, we're going to sing a song by the Slip nuts. And the rest of the Coldplay like... <laughs> that's when they broke up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that yes. was the beginning that of broke the end. up. So what... Wait, so did they actually... They did it, yeah. They did okay. it. So
2: we got it. So that's out there oh somewhere. God. All right. So put that yeah, online. Yeah, Yeah. All right. That, we have nuts. to get that. So I think you, we put all those calls together, right? And it aired on one show the the different covers yeah yeah okay Tri- that will tribute on nuts okay we'll have to get mm-hmm. that online yeah may I wonder if we can try to get that online in conjunction For with this? this podcast yeah you, all right oh. That'd be cool. All right, let's do that. And then we opened uh for that's online. that's been posted online. That's online now, is is uh the Slip Nuts opening for Slip Knot yeah. for real. Right. For real, yeah. In uh East Rutherford. That's right. Trying to expand our fan base. I watched mm-hmm. that recently and I, I was once again filled with terror when, <laughs> when you guys hit the stage. It's it was yeah.
4: it's scary. Legitimately frightening. Yes. Uh yeah, Stack was saying that uh reminded me that there was a guy um I don't know who he was, a stage manager for them who told right. us like he's like be careful right before we went on just said be careful. These guys will often throw batteries at bands that they like.
3: Oh my god. Oh
4: wow. So, who knows what's going to happen to you. And then uh it was legitimately scary. I wanted to go out and do an encore. Um I thought it'd be fun to do after the band uh, in the middle, in the, in the middle <laughs> of their set,
2: for their encore, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was <would've been>, yeah. <laughs> But um, you wanted to go, so you guys ran off, and then you wanted to run right back out, yeah, mm-hmm. encore? yeah,
4: yeah. But the other guys uh, had children that they felt more. Or less oh, right, <laughs> they have families. <laughs> <and> <laughs> do do yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah, exactly, right. right. But wow. um, what a career! And we did a reunion. <laughs> we did a reunion in San Francisco, oh, right? Yeah, at Sketchfest or
2: yeah. And
4: they they dedicated it was a whole panel and everything. Well, no, we did a we did just did a show. Oh. we did a performance of our our
2: classics mm-hmm. for for the. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of the uh, theater there?
3: N- nut nutheads.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of nutheads. Neil Young live, lives up in that area. I'm like, <laughs> they uh, What if he was in the crowd and he was like, I
4: fucked oh, up. I blew <laughs> it. I blew it.
3: <laughs> the one that got away.
4: Great we. um... No, I, I mean, I hold a grudge. So I left instructions that Neil Young is mm-hmm. not to be admitted right. into the theater <laughs> under any circumstances. I printed out a photo of him mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wrote his name with a sharpie. <laughs> and then I said, You guessed what how he may be wearing. Yeah.
3: Andy, thanks well, so much thank you for, coming for coming in. This thanks. Is great. This is
4: great. If, if you yeah. think of anything else you want to talk about, just find me at Abiyuan.
3: Oh, you have a residency there, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Month, <laughs> I'll go there. That's where I go. Right. Field, uh,
3: to, do you do the hit the turntables?
2: hmm. <laughs> I will do the next one in your kitchen. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> well, thank you, Andy. Thanks, My pleasure.
2: Andy. Thanks. Guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, this is... Okay.
3: Uh, this is new territory. New
2: territory. We uh, need to deal with some business here.
3: We. It's sort of like when the newspaper issues corrections.
2: Right. Or do, do newspapers ever apologize? I don't, I don't know. They <laughs> issue corrections. <laughs> Clarifications, if you Politicians will. Politicians issue apologies. Yes. We're here with uh, writer Jose Arroyo, who's hey, been on the hi. show before. Hi, hi Jose. Jose. Welcome back. Good. Nice to be back. Yay. <laughs> Uh, in episode two, we talked to Diana Harmon. We, so talked... we asked
3: about the most, the weirdest request she'd ever got.
2: Right, because she, you know, they, they requests to run the gamut. So uh, she talked about a request she got when she was new, uh, and it was to look for some porn for a comedy bit, and we laughed because since the beginning of the show, called the late night show, there's been. The many bits that have touched upon pornography and its role
0: in our society. And <laughs> also, as a matter of fact, she, Oh yes. I just thinking that someone once said that 90% of humor is below the belt, you know, it's like either right. sex, it's either oh, extra right. ex- right. functions. Right. right, right, right. It's, it's just yeah. a very common denominator. It's very
2: common. Yeah. And anyway, we were talking to Diane and she's talking about a bit that she researched for a writer and I, I named the writer and it's Jose. Well, you said, let me
3: guess. Yes. (laughs) And then you said. Well,
2: because you said the writer was really self-conscious
0: asking her about it. Yeah. But I thought that some things were kind of left out. Like she said, well, a writer came up with this idea and then went down to research. But writers, and this is good bones, you know, uh, sort of bare bones knowledge of how the show works. Right. A writer conceives a brilliant idea or, or the idea I had either way, uh, but, uh, and then presents it to, you know, in a writer's meeting and then the head writer right. gives it a thumbs up or thumbs down, sometimes consults with Conan about whether to go forward, sometimes makes, uh, the decision, right. uh, you know, on, on their own right. and, uh, and then sends the writer to produce the idea. Right. I was a head writer at the time. I totally proved the idea.
3: Yes, yeah, so you weren't just going rogue I wasn't, yeah. into <laughs> I Diane's. Just,
2: I just wanted to make it right. clear
0: because and I am I the most self-conscious you. person. <laughs> no, what? I, know. In the world. I know. I know. Uh, I know that that I wasn't doing anything rogue. Of course or, or not. Bizarre. And oh stuff. my and goodness, goodness gracious! Yes, yes. and this this podcast is a perfect example of how far I will go to try to make myself uh, (laughs) absolutely crystal clear that I didn't mean it, you know, whatever. But only because in the end, I think uh, the the podcast with Diane ends with, uh, I just want to say, I'm sorry. And I thought, Oh, did I say, do something that, Oh, would God. require someone to say I'm sorry, right? And I like no, I kind of followed every protocol. Absolutely, I
2: uh, know. And and uh, the one who said to say sorry now is me because I don't think I when we did the interview with her, it, I was just like, oh well, everyone knows Jose. He's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really,
2: uh, so yeah, Well, I'm glad we. I'm glad you came on, and
3: uh, yeah, and we I mean, our, air, this I hope. this mic is always open for people who have. Regrets about their interviews and want to come on. And no, I'm I just I had uh, to see who. Yeah, no, I,
0: I had no regrets about uh, about. I wasn't part of that original. You were not part of that. So I just no. wanted to uh, add context: the fact that the bid had been yes. approved. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for letting me come of on. In, uh, yeah, and, thank you. And clarify again, Yes. Uh, the, the most self-conscious writer on staff. Sure. Uh, all right. I'm going to. Your go. words, not ours. <laughs> all right.
3: Okay. Thank you. Thank Jose. you. Bye.
0: All right. Bye.
2: And to close out the show, we have a few listener questions. Let's check them out right now. Yes. Hey, Mike and Jesse. Uh, I had a question for both of you. With the release of Conan 25 and the remote, uh, I wanted
4: to
1: know, Mike, what was your favorite remote on the old late night show? And Jesse, what was your favorite remote uh, since your
2: tenure on the current show? Thanks. Hope you have good luck getting the good snacks. (laughs) Oh, well, that's a good question. Yeah,
3: it's a good interesting question.
2: question. Uh, and
3: it dovetails perfectly with the theme of this episode.
2: That's right. <laughs> the 25 years of Conan Remotes now on TeamCoco.com. Uh, I have a ton of favorites. Uh, some of my favorites were ones that were done very last minute and we had to turn them around. Really fast, like um, Conan out in a snow blizzard one day. We just ran out and shot something and got it on the air. Or, That's and, fun. Yeah, um, but I I love uh, Triumph at the uh, Star Wars. I oh, think it's such yeah. a classic uh, remote. It was.
3: Were you there for for that?
2: Um, I it was right at the Zigfield, I think, which is two blocks from. Uh, Thirty rocks. So I went back and forth a little bit, but because no. Because
3: how long was the shoot?
2: <laughs> the shoot. Oh boy, I, I was it over more than one day or, or
3: Triumph Remotes are notoriously they long are, they
2: can run really yeah. long. Uh, but um, I also love that one because it was a great combination of of jokes that were written by the writing writers mm-hmm. and then it, in, great and including Robert Smigel and then yeah. great ad libs.
0: By, by Robert. Robert.
2: Yeah, on the spot. And you, so it's a, a perfect amalgamation of the two. And um, the, I think the most famous line from that remote is when Triumph with Darth Vader goes, Oh, which one of these buttons do you push to have your mommy come pick you up? <laughs> and that was written by Andy Secunda, who's a oh, really yeah. funny writer mm-hmm. and a great performer. So I don't, I don't know if he ever gets. Credit for that, and it comes up all the time. People bring up ask that about line.
3: The, that line specifically. So I, wow. yeah, all the time,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your fave?
3: Um, well, I did. I I was lucky enough to get to work on a Triumph remote too. Since I've yeah. been here, which was Triumph goes to the Trump inauguration.
2: Oh right! It was
3: insane. I can't believe I went to the Trump inauguration. For I myself. forgot
2: you. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was you, it was obviously me, Robert. and
3: Robert and Todd Levin. Oh
2: wow. Okay.
3: Um. Yeah. And then, uh, it was it was really, <laughs> I mean, it was just a, a crazy cultural experience to right. have. But uh, but yeah, there were a lot. I mean, there were a lot of counter protesters, and um, so there was. There were a lot there was lots of fodder
2: lots of, and um, Robert's and was, fearless like Robert's a lot fearless. of times you'd be like well we're not going to go talk to that crap and then you look over and he's already over yeah. there with the puppet it's like uh, i guess we are talking to that group
3: Yeah he was getting right into I mean we you know we'd find big groups of like Frat boy, right? You know, and and he was getting right in there, and and they were they everyone pretty much knew Triumph, yeah. and liked him already. Yeah, so that, that helped. Oh,
2: that helps yeah. a
3: lot. Um, but it really was. So I was also there for the women's march after the day after, oh, and the the crowds for the. Trump inauguration were tiny.
2: I was going to ask you that. It was
3: it what it was very um, anemic.
2: So you crowd. can verify. I can
3: verify. I was there. That yeah. great
2: controversy. That it truly was underattended, the Trump. yeah. Okay.
3: And the thing I really remember was taking the the, the metro mm-hmm. to um to the mall uh for the Trump inauguration. It was like no problem. Plenty. Like we sat down on right. the metro and then for the women's march, it the, it was so packed that the. I think it took us like forty-five minutes just to even get up to the metro train. Wow! And then there were trains going by that were completely full, so you couldn't even get on a train, and it was right. like packed with every. It was packed to the gills. Um,
2: it was like that here in LA, and that's yeah. the LA subway,
3: right? Right.
2: Was no packed. one even knows exists? Was packed.
3: Yeah, but um, I have another favorite remote. Yes, from early on, which was. Uh, it was Conan and Dave Franco um, go on Tinder. Oh,
2: that's a great one.
3: And it was so much fun because we didn't know where it was going to go. Right. And we were trying, they were talking to people on Tinder. Right. And matching with them and then trying to get somebody to actually meet up with right. them. And everyone was terrified. Um, and so I had to get on the phone with, and I was pretty new here, and I had to get on the phone with, a woman that they had matched with on Tinder Uh and try to convince her to meet up with them and let them come over to her house. And she agreed. Um, And they went over and it was so fun because she was there with her brothers and like their family was really sweet and and game.
2: It was nice to have a crew there. Do you know what I mean? Yes, Yes. yeah. And
3: I think it helped too that I was a woman and I was talking to her. But how how insane, I mean, to have someone call you and be like, can we... This is, you know, Conan O'Brien and Dave Franco. Can we come over and?
2: Well, but but she knew. Didn't she know it was them from the?
3: Well, but I I think you would imagine that that was that the Uh, person was was lying. Yeah, that they were catfishing you. Right, right. Because a lot of people put celebrity photos on there, and it's not really the celebrity. But
2: (gasps) I guess (laughs) this
3: is the right. Yeah, you can pretend to not know. I don't how Tinder works.
2: I blissfully don't know.
3: (laughs) Uh, but um, yeah, it, it's fun when the remotes, when you don't know wh- what the ending is going to be right. at the beginning. And that happens a lot of times.
2: No, that is exciting. It, that is fun when when it has a story arc like that mm-hmm. and you have to, you go with the flow and, and you figure it out.
3: And Maybe follow a new thread that you didn't yes, even very, think you, you'd find.
2: Very exciting. It, it's fun. That happens a lot. Yeah, when that happens on remotes, it's, and then you're you were like, I think this is the ending. Then you just kind of figure out how to put a button on it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Anyway, thanks for the question. Yeah.
0: Hey, guys. Loving the podcast. Just calling in with a quick question. What's the weirdest flex you've ever heard Conan say? Weird flexes uh, from Conan <laughs> around the office. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> sounds weird like, flexes. Yeah.
2: Sounds like a fetish site. You <laughs> do a flex where he'd imitate. Uh, an obnoxious rich guy, like, just like, yeah, things are pretty good. And then he'd sneeze and he'd pull his <laughs> hand up to, to his nose and blow out like a whole wad of cash. <laughs> I, I'd say that's my favorite, <laughs> favorite Conan flex I've seen.
3: Yeah, he uh, he's very good at finding if you make even the tiniest. um like if you're talking to him and you stumble over a word, even the tiniest bit, he'll grab onto that immediately. Like you have a speech impediment. Or pro- <laughs> <laughs> like you can't make any mistakes no. around him.
2: I stopped talking in front of him. I think in 2004. <laughs> and if, he, if you observe closely, I don't. I don't. I just don't open my mouth. Yeah, and he'll yeah. often
3: do. He likes to do bad impressions of people where he'll just go I'm Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> this is what I sound like. Is it what I sound like? I don't it might be. I don't know.
2: Well, that's all the time we have for that question. <laughs> Thank you, caller.
3: <laughs> hey, keep those questions coming. Those are so fun. Yeah,
2: and if you have uh, more questions, call us at 323-209-5303. All right, that's our show. See you next week.
3: Yeah, we have to. We're contractually obligated to. Yes. So uh, we'll see you next time, and we like you.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell.
2: Produced by Kevin Bartelt.
3: Engineered by Will Becton.
2: Mixed by Ryan Connor.
3: Supervising producer is Aaron Blair.
2: Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross. Jeff at Team Ross. Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf.
3: Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials.
2: You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.
3: And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. Ta-da!
0: This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.